listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello, Steve. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well. Yeah, Good. Keeping well. You've uh, had some lovely weather down there, haven't you, this week? Oh, absolutely marvellous. It, it, the, the last few days, last three days, have been absolutely wonderful. I, I think probably the best weather we've ever had, because sometimes we get, obviously, in the summer months, we get lovely weather and hot weather, but it was it was hot, but it was kind of spring hot. You know what I mean by that? Mm. It, it was fresh. It wasn't. It wasn't that burning heat. It has been absolutely gorgeous, and uh, we've had people drifting onto the beaches now um, because now we've sort of got the go ahead to get out and about. So mm. our, it was nice to see our beaches uh, this week um, with people on it. Um, whereas it's been quite eerie going out on a lovely day with nobody on the beaches yeah, or just a few dog walkers and so on. But uh, it's been really lovely. Big change. And uh, I I, I was heartened by it all. Yeah, it seems to be that we are gradually easing the restrictions here in this country. I know that a few of our um, members have been in touch and said that, you know, things have been easing for them as well in their countries. Mm. It feels like we may be on the on the mm. way out of this. Oh yes, situation. Yes, I think that there's positive moves. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I've got a few questions this week uh, that will give us some good talking points. So I am going to read out some emails to your dad, and we can talk about okay. them. Uh, the first one came from Roz and Roz says please can you advise me what size mounts and backing boards I should use for my A4 on grey paper um yeah so let's talk about the mount mm-hmm. mounting and and things like that for the A4 paper because you said to mm. me that you had um this same dilemma that you needed to mount your mm. work because you've done a couple of pictures mm. you wanted to frame of yours that's right. Well, if you if you buy ready-made mounts, I mean, ideally, that's the less expensive way of doing it. Buying ready-made mounts or ready-made frames with ready-made mounts in them is ideal. And uh, what you do then is, is that the problem you have is if you you the A4 paper will be a roughly the same size as the A4 mount, which means you've got to. Um, work right up to the edges, if you see what I mean. Right. Because if you have a board around, if you put tape around it, you could find that you lose some of the, um, or you'll have some of the picture showing, um, or or the edges of the uh, picture, that is the mount paper showing. So so you've got a bit of a problem with that. If you, the the best thing to do really is, if you're going to buy a ready-made mount, is to buy it first, and then check the size of the mount itself so that your picture that you put in it is going to uh, not show that outside border of the pastel paper. And this is what I did. Uh, and um, it, it was very successful. That's one way of doing it. The other problem is if ready-made mounts like a 14 by 11, for instance, uh, opening, 
uh, or frame, that 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 usually has a mount which you you can lose some of the uh, picture. So you've got to be very careful um, to do that. And 16 by 12, which is another frame that you can buy with the mount overall outside mount size. If you try putting that on the picture, you'd find uh, that you'd see some of the pastel paper. In fact, it wouldn't fit at all very well. So it, it's a little, it's a bit tricky that A4 has always seemed to be just a funny old size. And um, so that, that's that's the um, difficulty you have buying a ready-made. Mm. Bespoke is no problem because then you just get a mount. You, you have, you have the, the image uh, presentation that you want and then you put the mount, uh, uh, cut the mount or have it cut for you accordingly, which is what I used to do. I think that you can buy specific mounts online if you put in the measurements i think you can buy them oh can you well that's I'm useful sure to know. i've seen this somewhere so mm. it may be worth googling and just seeing custom mm. mount um uh, sizes mm. and just seeing you can order one online mm. that was cut but you, you say you used to do that you used to make up mounts for people well yes well yes i did that was that was part of the gallery service we had and that was never a problem for me when I wanted to frame a picture. Um, I would just make the mount according to the um, image size that I wanted or the image presentation I wanted. You know, I'd work out and say, this is exactly what I want to see through the mount. And then I'd measure that and uh, make a mount accordingly. And then, of course, I'd made a frame mm. which would fit the mount. So that bespoke is the best way of doing it but it's expensive that's the only thing um you, you if you're doing it for people you know if you're doing commission for instance and you have it framed if you haven't got the, the facilities to do it yourself then you've got to rely on a, a framer to do it and that can be pricey it it put, puts up the price of the picture yeah um you know the, the commission that uh, quite a lot but people get around it i got around it and um what I would do now, and what I have done with a couple of pictures that I wanted to keep myself, is I work out before I even begin, or I buy the frame before I begin and the mount before I begin. So then I know exactly how, how big to make the picture itself. Mm. And that would work. That's another way of doing it. Mm. You can, in fact, buy a very, very inexpensive, what well, used to be, you can't now because they're not open used to go into charity shops they've always got a bundle of pictures in there frame pictures and if you take the measurements that uh, you want you can always um, get one of them or buy a buy a uh, buy a ready-made frame that's got a picture in it remove that picture check the mount size see what I, mean? I know it sounds complicated but you can do that yeah. and then you can uh, make your image size the size that you want it yeah there's lots of ways steve that we could do it mm. but that's the ch that's the cheapest way because you can usually pick up a mount a framed picture in a charity shop for what tenner sometimes less than that five pounds perhaps which in, if you had it made could cost you 50 pound wow well i think like i could say there's there's websites out there i'm pretty sure i've looked into this before that you can get custom mounts made and and sent to you that it it's not too expensive i'm pretty sure no 
may have That's to good. people if if anyone's out there is, can confirm and or has a a website which they've used before then mm. I'd be grateful because we can pass that information on another another point that you raise there that's fine because the amount itself would, would probably not be that expensive and you could perhaps have two or three especially if you've got a standard size pad that you're using or a standard size um, picture that you're going to be doing and the only problem with that is that's nice because you could um, fr- mount your picture and then present that to your customer and say I haven't had it framed I've had it mounted, but I haven't had it framed because I thought you'd like to select your own frame. And that's another cheap way of doing it. Mm. But, of course, if you didn't do it that way and you wanted to have a frame made, then you'd be in a similar situation. You might have the mount there, but you still got to have somebody to make your frame up for you. Mm. Mm. There's lots of computations, and people find their own way, as I say, of doing it. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Ross, for the question. I, I hope that's sort of been helpful. <laughs> um, let's move on to the next one from Bridget. This came in as a YouTube comment and said, when do you know you finished your picture? Oh, and I so thought that's this would be a good, definitely. good talking point. So what's your advice yep. on that, Dad? Well, I tell you, can I tell you a little story before I actually go into this? Yeah. When I was younger and I used to, draw and and started painting many 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 years ago i used to always overdo it i always spoiled my picture by doing too much now i didn't realize at the time how important that was going to be for me later on so i had to learn very quickly to get over that and i got over it by stopping before i'd finished the picture deliberately stopping Okay, when I got so far, I thought into my head, I thought, if I carry on, I'm going to spoil it like I have done in the past. So I didn't. So you stop before that. And the best way of doing this is to when you get to a certain point in your picture and you're looking at anything, that really looks nice. Before you also add on to that, I'll just put a little bit more on that and I'll just expend that a little before you do that stop possibly put the picture down and go back to it later or overnight because when you look at it again you see it completely differently Mm. and that's another way of teaching yourself not to go too far Mm. and that basically i've i've added it all i've put it all together there for you it happened to me but once i got into the professional area it never happened again it's, it would never happen now because you yeah. train yourself to to see and mucking about with pictures, you know, when you, you add bits and you take away and you rub out and all of this is like negative. Now, I know it's necessary when you begin, but you've got to try very hard to learn not to do that. Sometimes it's better to leave something, even if you're not really happy, because you think to yourself, if I erase that, Am I going to make it worse? And probably you could do. Or is it best just to leave it? Mm. And learn from that and say, well, next time it won't happen. Mm. And I suppose if you take your time away from the picture, if you put it down, you go and have a break and then you come Mm. back to it, you 
it's just having that break of looking at it that you can kind of say, well, actually, no, it doesn't need any more. Actually, that is yes. yep. that little break. Exactly. That's exactly. It's the same thing as if you've got, if you're getting to a, um, getting to an area of a picture and you're not absolutely sure of what to do, particularly if it's late at night or in the evening and you carry on, that's when you can spoil. So it's always best sometimes to leave it wanting a bit. Say, do you know what? I'll just leave it overnight and come back tomorrow morning, have a look at it again, see what I think. Very often you come back to it and you think, what was I worried about? That's actually quite good. Yeah. Same idea, fresh eyes, you see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's, um, yeah, it's lovely. Good advice there. Uh, I hope that helps, Bridget, and anyone else listening. So the next one is from Naomi, and she says, um, she's well, she's done one of her pictures that she would like feedback on, but her question is regarding drawing the outline. And she says, how do you know how much detail to put in it? Is it possible to put down too much information? The outline I kept uh, smudging, and so what pencil number should I use? So let's talk about... Can you put too much detail in an outline drawing? Yeah, you can. There's no need to keep going and going because you're using, if they're using a pastel pencil, that is, well, even if they're using watercolour, because the the colouring and the pastel pencil and the paintbrush will do that job for you. But there is a very important point. You've got to make sure that you're covering all of the elements of a picture You've got to make sure that your your outlines are accurate. And when you – this comes with experience, really. You know that um, when I get to draw this and paint this, am I, have I got enough information? Yeah. When I've um, – recently, fairly recently, um, I've taken to doing a little more detail than I would normally do, especially Errol. That was one of the things that uh, if you come back to the Errol – Flim picture, that was really critical that I got every tiny nuance of the um, character in. If you didn't do that, when you came to actually draw or paint or whatever you say with a pastel pencil, um, when you come to do that, you're missing something and you think, how am I going to get that right? And the worst thing you can do is to flounder in a particular section of a picture and not be able to get it right simply because you didn't adhere to the drawing. I've seen this um, on pictures that people have done. Of Generally, it's portrait work because they have the most, it's the critical work. Animals, it's not so important. A portrait of human portrait work is very important. You miss tiny details. And I've seen, even on pictures, um, very well-known artists, you know, old pictures, hundreds of years old pictures I've seen, and I've looked at them and think, they haven't got those eyes quite right. Why is that? Well, of course, they didn't have the advantage we've got of photography, so they, they had to use their sketches. And um, sometimes it was just slightly out. And But but the, the thing is, what amazed me is there are ways of correcting that, even if you are drawing without the aid of a, 
photography or photographs, you can just go back into the picture and how, how do, I can see that eye's not right. How is it right? How is it wrong? There's one very, very lovely picture I was going to do at one time. Uh, it was on my chocks. It was a lady, very, very attractive lady. And I was put off by the eye itself. And I thought, that's eyes not right. And uh, I could have... I could have probably done it myself, but it, it put me off the picture. Yeah. So, so it's, yes, you, you can. You can do put, too much detail, or you, you've got you've got to do enough detail. Mm. So it's kind of is it just a, a basic structure of um, this is here, this is there, and you can kind of fill in the rest of the detail, but it's sort of knowing where all the components of, especially a portrait are in proportion to mm-hmm. each other, sort of knowing all mm. of that. Um, yeah. Well, with a, in, in the case of Errol particularly, I, I did actually get the lips wrong. Even though I drew it out, I got it wrong. But gratefully, the pastel pencil comes to your rescue and it sorted it out for me. Mm. But you can see these things um, afterwards. But so... The answer really is yes, you can put too much detail in. You don't need to actually keep drawing, and drawing, and drawing. But the the question really was it smudged, didn't it? We were talking about the smudging side of it. Well, I use the 2B pencil, and uh, 2B I found to be a good drawing pencil. Um, but if if that does smudge, it's it's unlikely it would, unless you really go to town on it. But if it did, then you'd use a, an HB pencil or an F if you can get hold of them. They're not easy. We sell them, I know, but they're not easy to get hold of. But the F is somewhere between HB and B. 2B, sorry, not B. There's 2B and HB. There's, but there was nothing in between that, but the F pencil is the one in between that. So that would solve the problem. That okay. wouldn't smudge. Because you've done also with your outline drawings – before i've seen you rub pencil out as you go that's right so that's another that's yep so sometimes you do put some detail in but then when you know where that is you can rub it out i you'll you'll find that i only rub that out when i get to that area yeah because you 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 can't rub it rub it all out because you'd never remember no what it did look like but when you get to one particular area yes I, i have yes erased it yes that's right um, but it's usually portrait work. Some animals work. Um, I'm doing a picture at the moment, a new one, um, which I'm actually at the moment drawing. And I, I, I was in that dilemma. How much do I actually draw? Uh, so funny enough, I, I'm, I'm doing that right at this moment. Mm-hmm. I've just started drawing it out. It's going to take me a long time to draw it out. Uh, but the, as I draw it, of course, as you're drawing it out you see these little things you think i'm going to have a i'm going to have difficulty here or i'm going to have a little problem there so i'll just make it a little bit ob- more obvious yeah this is why i read even even if they they do um one of my pictures and they use um the line drawing that we're given and they transfer that line drawing onto their own picture i always recommend they redraw it with a 2b pencil or an f pencil because by redrawing it, you start to understand the little areas that could prove tricky for you. Mm. 
Mm. Mm. Good. Okay. Well, I hope that helps Naomi. I hope other people found that interesting as well. You mentioned the Errol Flynn picture uh, earlier, which we added this week to the website, so members can get their teeth stuck into that project. And, um, yeah, I think that there's there's a few uh, that we've done recently that we've been publicising that we've brought forward because they wouldn't usually be released as quickly, but now that people have seen that they're there... <laughs> We're getting a lot yeah, of people yeah. requesting them go up. So even though we've got this huge backlog of um, pictures that, are, that, I mean, it would take us a long time to uh, to get through uploading them all, but um, we're going to bump some of these pictures to the, to the forefront. I know people are itching to do Doris Day and they're um, itching to do these, four pencil pictures that you've been doing in the mm. in the shadow and mm. the silhouette so um we're going to bring some of those forward um but yeah there's, good. there's a lot no, of really I'm, good stuff i'm pleased yeah a lot of really good well it's stuff. nice to what we've done recently steve is, is we, we broaden it out a little bit we've made it just a little bit more interesting yeah so putting all of these new things on and uh, i think this is what I like to do anyway. I like to do new things and try different effects that we can get. Uh, so uh, it's it's nice to do it, but it, it is also nice to have that backlog. You know, if any it comes a time when I I find it tricky or I get a bit ill or whatever, and I have a few months off, you've got plenty to keep it going. We have. There is lots. There is lots, and there's already lots on there. Um, for people to to get stuck into, I'd be amazed if anyone's worked through the entire back catalogue already, because <laughs> there's hundreds. Um, well, I'm doing I'm doing at least one a week. Are you? So at, at least one a week. Yeah. So this this new one, mind you, is going to take about three weeks to complete. It's a big one. Wow. So you uh, won't even tell me, everyone listening. No, you won't no, even I'm tell not telling. Me I'm not telling anybody because if it all goes wrong on on me. <laughs> no one needs to know no i shall replace it with another one say this is what i was talking about folks <laughs> no i don't have that i do have confidence this is going to look really good but it's going to take me a quite a long time to do and i'm not going to rush it i refuse to do that yeah that's good well are you going to take some pictures of it midway through? I, I will but I, but i won't be showing you until i until, until i finish done. no no nice. Nice. I'll take it, I'll, it. It'll be a bit like um, Errol and Doris Day. I'll take um, stages. I think it's fair to do different stages, maybe about half a dozen stages as I do it, because I think it'd be really, really interesting for people to see how it um, it turns out. Mm. And I'm doing it on the the um, sand coloured paper as well for this one. Because it suits suits the subjects, yeah. Pastel mat, yeah. Sand color paper, yeah. And I and, and you'll see also the the sketch, all the sketches that I've done. I'm doing. Uh, so a lot of the que- the questions today will come up there. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll see on that. Um, but no, it, it it's it's. I, I think it's lovely that we've got all this um, backlog of uh, of uh, information. So many, there's some lovely pictures as well. And, of course, we've got uh, quite a lot of uh, demonstrations that haven't been seen yet, That's which I'm true. itching to, for people to see. That's also yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, of course, of course. 
Okay, well, we'll leave it there for this week. I hope everyone enjoys the Errol Flynn picture. Stay tuned for another picture we've, we've got soon. We've got some uh, more starter packs that we're going to be releasing, the starter pack subjects videos. So um, keep your eyes peeled for those coming in the next next week or so. And um, we will check back in with you next week, Dad, and you can either let us I'll, or not let us know. I'll give you, yes, I'll let you know how <laughs> I'm going on without mentioning what it is. Oh, I'm really doing well. That eye has come out really well. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Whatever. Brilliant. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.